it's Amy. Welcome to ChirpCast. Encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. Just in case you don't get through the entire episode, I would love to go ahead and plug my podcast. You can share this to family, friends, and those that irritate you and drive you nuts. Maybe they need a little bit of encouragement too. You can also follow me for nonsense or daily encouragement at ChirpCastAmy on Instagram. Today's topic is balance. Now, this is not a topic that everybody likes because I think some of us are, you know, we're overachievers and we want to balance everything under the sun because we think that we have that superpower. And one such superhero I am sitting across from today is my husband, Brian, and he is a master juggler. (laughs) Okay, so in fairness, I self-proclaim that, uh, but I probably look it probably looks better than actually what it is. <laughs> he is a juggler because he has multiple responsibilities that he tends to take care of, including yours truly. And I'm sure that I am probably... You are a handful. I, I, I am. I think I am. I think I am. But I love you and I do it for you anytime. <laughs> Thank you. So when I was a kid, I was one of those kids that would try to walk like on the line on the sidewalk and balance right on it or on the curb or maybe if there was a fountain like that little wall that would be around the fountain. I was always the kid that was balancing. Did you do that when you were little? No. I was flying through pine trees like (laughs) mad man like with my brother. We were like monkeys. We were just jumping from one thing but it required balance because we could fall 30 feet and crack our skull. Yeah, Thanks for this parental supervision there, Dad. But, you know, we we were just up to no good all the time, my brother Okay, and I. I was not... I was afraid of heights. I've been afraid of heights my whole life. Maybe that's why God only made me 5'1", because I'm closer to the ground that way. And I'm 6'2", and so I go high. <laughs> so, okay, I was the balancer, but not only was I trying to, like, just walk that line, I was trying to get from point A to point B super fast. Like, I would be going as quick as I could... But inevitably, sometimes, I would crash and burn. It's a really good metaphor for life. Sometimes we feel like we're trying to balance so much, inevitably, we crash and burn, right? Well, yeah, I think it's speed has a lot to do with that because we want to get, we're, we're always rushed. We are, I mean, we're Californians and we went to Hawaii on a, on a trip, marry off my sister and my brother-in-law, and we could not believe... That that island time is a real thing. Like, no one drives faster than 45 miles per hour. Yeah, that's the freeway speed, by the way. 45 is the freeway. I was like, are you kidding me right now? I could get out and walk faster than this. It's a whole different world over there. People in long chairs in their backs, in the back of the beds of their pickups. I mean, no seatbelts. Again, belts. on the freeway. <laughs> I think they need to have a uh, minimum speed limit rather than a maximum speed limit. Yes, Because I agree. we were like, what in the world is going on over here? But... In California, everything's rushed. And so, you know, with balance, not only are we trying to balance, but we're also, like, trying our hardest to get to point B as fast as we can so we can move to point C without really even enjoying point B. And then we go to point D, trying to bypass B and C. It's crazy how we think. And I just, my mind always goes to, like, those tight walkers like uh, that we watched on uh, the TV last year where they were going through Times Square. They took their time. They were not rushing. They were not. They want. They knew they wanted to get to point B. 
Um, and there was even commentary from the person that they were just wanting to enjoy the view. So they just, you know, took their time to enjoy the view. But we don't enjoy it. No. A lot of times I think we're in such a rush to get things done. And that goes right back to trying to juggle everything. We want to balance everything. We've got so many things in the air. We've got taking care of our families, our kids, our spouses, our careers, um, keeping friendships going, trying to um, have life goals or certain pursuits that we really want to go after and do well at. But the problem is we're trying to do all of this at the same time. And we forget that the Bible talks about there being a season for everything. There's a time to plant, there's a time to harvest, there's a time for things to grow, there's a time for things to die. There's a time for everything, and oftentimes we try to make everything fit into one time frame. We want yeah. to rush into it and just full speed ahead. Yeah, right now, it needs to be done yesterday. Yeah. You know, go to the next one, go to the next one, go to the next yeah. one. You know, one of the best advice I was ever given was from a friend who said, when Catherine was just a baby... Make snapshot memories in your mind as she's growing because they grow up faster and faster and soon they'll be out of your house. And as we know, she just drove herself to school today for the very first time. I can't believe it. I feel like it's the first day of school, even though she's like only got two months left of school as a junior, but I still can't believe it. It feels like it's gone by so quick. Uh, it was a month ago that we were dropping her off at kindergarten and, and kind of teary-eyed <laughs> walking away from that Sun Empire, but... Okay, I didn't cry, you cried. That's fair. <laughs> <clears throat> that's fair. She didn't even cry. <laughs> no. So, there's a couple of things that I wrote down as I was thinking about the word balance, and... Maybe just some principles to kind of put into practice. And so the first one is balance takes practice. I watched um, Sharky, our nephew. He was trying to balance around the lawn border that we have, cement around our backyard. And he was trying to balance. And he's only, he's little. <laughs> and so he's walking along and he was trying his best to stay on the path. But he would kind of lean one way, and then he'd kind of lean the other way, and then he'd fall off. And so often we forget we have to practice balancing life. It, it's something that you have to put into practice on purpose. And you have to be purposeful in your pursuits. Saying yes to everything does not work. No. In fact, that is just a quick way of burnout yes. and completely falling off the rope. I mean, because honestly... Practice doesn't mean add more weight. Right. Practice means use the light things of your life to practice balancing. And then as you go along, you know, maybe more weight can be added. But right. at a certain point, the art of saying no needs to be shown. Yeah, And I'm really good at that, actually. And I'm not. <laughs> you know, my, that's my weak spot. My kryptonite, if you will, is my codependency of wanting to please everyone and so I say yes to a lot of things that I probably shouldn't say yes to yeah we've had a few of those I told you so moments in our home and it's not because I don't think necessarily that you can handle them it's because I know all the things that you're currently juggling yeah and I know that that added thing whatever it is even if it's a good thing mm -hmm. because a lot of times we think well if it's a good thing or if it's gonna help somebody I should just automatically say yes I should just jump in and I should do it well that should be the Christian 
response, right? I mean, yeah. you should just say yes to any need that comes your way. Yeah. Uh, but that's not the truth. And I actually read, I think it was yesterday, I read a quote and it said, sometimes saying no to a good thing means saying yes to a better thing later. Yeah. So another thing is we have to avoid extremes. We can easily either become too burdened or too busy, but we can also offload so much that we turn into couch potatoes. Well, and that, we don't want to do anything. I think that's the, the great war of being selfish versus being selfless. Yeah. And, you know, there there is time where you need to take some time for yourself. Mm-hmm. The Bible talks about Sabbath rest, you know. So um, if God himself took the seventh day to rest, then we should also. Right. You know, so there is a balance approach to everything. There's a balance approach to ministry versus family life. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a balance approach to uh, my job. And how much I'm able to handle and how much I need to find help, you know, to accomplish some of the tasks on the ranch. You know, all these things are a balancing act. And right. there's an, there's other things that are I didn't really anticipate until, like, just recently is my age is now playing a factor. What, what? I used to be able to do <laughs> when I was tw- in my 20s and in my 30s, I necessarily can't do that without being completely emotionally burnt out, physically burnt out. And so even my age is now a, a factor into what I can and can't balance. And this is this is a tough deal. And it's tough for me to swallow because I, I know what I used to be capable of and now I'm not capable of that. I wonder if that's something, do you think men deal with that more than women? Because I think with us as women, okay, forgive me if I'm speaking in general umbrella statements here but I think women tend to get burnt out emotionally like we take on like say we listen to a friend talk about something we take that on emotionally and we carry that weight oftentimes whereas for maybe men it's something that it is like the natural breakdown of the body being older and not being as quote-unquote young or strong maybe as you used to be in your 20s I just wonder if maybe for women it's more an emotional burden and for men it's a physical burden. I don't I don't I don't want to take away from the ladies and I don't want to take away from the men. I, I feel like each each person is individual and I, I know men who the emotional task of holding the responsibility of the home, um, be it if it's right or wrong, we won't debate that here, but taking that responsibility in the home and and feeling like they have to provide that they have to make sure everything that you know their wife is happy their kids are happy all that 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 is an emotional toll as well I can see that and so that is and so when you're not able to do things maybe physically or even emotionally like you used to be able to do then you start feeling like you're failing your family you're failing yourself you're failing and that's a that's a really dark cycle in a psyche of a guy um, now I can't speak for a lady, you know, I'm, I'm not an expert in the ladies. I'm not one. So, but I will say for the guy, you know, there is a lot of emotional and just because we don't say it out loud or, you know, we go to our guy friends and cry it on their shoulders, you know, we have this emotional ball in our mind. And so it's, maybe it's harder it's hard. sometimes for men because you don't necessarily let that out emotionally. Like for us women, we sit around and. We sort of henpeck everything that's going on, bothering us, and we talk about it a lot. And men maybe kind of internalize a lot of that struggle instead of we don't want to be a burden to talk to. I don't. I think men yeah. generally don't want to be a burden to other men because right. they already know that they're already burdened by their own it's responsibilities. You're all tough guys. 
we all suffer with a little machismo. I, I yes, I, I will say that it's not. I don't even think it's pride. It's it's that we don't want to put our burden on anyone else, right. and so we feel like we can handle it. Um, as Christian men, you know, we we feel like we can take it to the Lord and try to move on that way. Um, but yeah, we don't like to put our burdens on anyone else. I mean, um, in the recovery realm that we're, we were a part of, um, we used to say that, you know, picking up that phone and calling another guy is like picking up a brick. We just don't want to do it. Yeah. And, um, and you know, but there's times in our lives where we absolutely do need to do that. Right. And um, I've done that. I've been the receiver and the giver of those calls. And, um, and it's very uplifting when we're able to do that. But, you know, balance is hard for a guy sometimes. It really is because of the emotional tools that it could take. Okay, so the next one is balance takes focus. What is important? Um, I think it was, I remember exactly what it was. It was some sort of retreat we were sitting at or a class that we had attended. And they said, write down, it was like, write down five things that are incredibly important to you, things that you feel responsible for, and then I want you to cross off two of them. Crossing off those two things was super hard because in our minds, the things that we take care of and deal with on a daily basis are the most important things, usually. You know, like taking care of maybe ailing parents or um, a sick child or just multiple children, trying to get them all, you know, educated <laughs> at some point, um, keeping your career going taking care of your home, taking care of relationships outside with friends. What is important? We have to look at this list and say, what are the extras that don't fit into my goals? And I think that's where we take on too much is the extra things that sort of suck us dry. We all have those people in our life that suck us dry. Oh, yeah. We spend time with them and we're exhausted when they leave. Yeah. I've seen this firsthand. You know, it's like that one person calls and they're like, hey, let's have lunch. And you're dreading it the whole time because you think, what are they going to complain about? What are they going to whine about? What am I going to have to listen to for the next two hours? You now know? everyone thinks they're the joy suckers in our life. I'm just telling you right now. Everyone's wondering, is that me? Is it is me? It me? Is if it you're me? wondering, it is. No, I'm just kidding. It's not. it's not. I don't really have a lot of those people in my life. I, again, I am the no person, so I tend to spend time with people that I really enjoy their company. Um, but you have to ask yourself, why am I doing X, Y, Z? What are you doing right now that you feel takes a huge toll on you? Why are you doing that? Now, obviously, if going to your job... <laughs> is the thing that you feel the most burdened by, by all means, I am not saying go quit your job. But you have to find a way to rearrange what you're doing to make it a little bit lighter. Maybe it means not taking all of the responsibility at your job that you've been taking on that's not yours. But you have to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Why am I even, why am I even joining this group? Is it beneficial? Do I feel God calling me in this direction? Or am I just joining another group because it's the thing to do? And I feel like if I'm not busy, I'm useless. So thinking out loud, if the Lord says that he'll never give us more than we could handle and we're feeling burnout, then somewhere along the lines, we lost our focus. And we must have taken on some things that maybe were extra. Yeah. And so that burnout is coming on because 
we are taking on those things. Yeah, we add them to our our weights. We carry those things, and instead of saying, God, what is it that I need to let go? We're just like, hang on, God, I got one more thing to shove in my pockets. <laughs> and there's a lot of pressure in corporate world and, you know, to perform. And mm-hmm. you want to outshine the person and then you're in the next cubicle. Main thing is that we need to be focused. Uh, focused on the important things. You know, important to us is our faith, first and foremost, our relationship with God, then our family, uh, then our ministry, then, you know, our jobs, you know, those things. There has to be an order um, in which we are able to focus on these things. Right. You can't focus on everything. In fact, that's not even focus. Yeah. That's 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 a broad spectrum, and we don't want that. We, we need to be focused. It's kind of like you can't think about five different things at once. I you, can't. You, you can think maybe and focus on... It's funny. I think I've walked in a few times and you were typing something out, and we've started talking, and you have typed a couple of the words... Because you're thinking about what you're supposed to be typing, whether it was a letter or something. Mm-hmm. And then you start typing a couple of the words that you and I are having a conversation about. And you're like, mm-hmm. what the heck am I doing? It's because we're human. You know, we're not superhuman. We cannot do a million things at once and think we're going to come out unscathed. And I've been to enough workshops and they, they started saying that. They said, there's no such thing as a multitasker. Right. That's, that is not even a thing. And we think we are. We think we're so good at it. But we're not. We're not. We're not good at it. Okay, so my last point that I wrote down in my little book here was quiet time, not quitting time. And I was reading in the book of Mark, and it's actually um, very interesting. Mark is one of the books, um, it's one of the Gospels, and talks about Jesus' life, um, not necessarily his birth, but it talks about his ministry and then going to the cross and then the resurrection. But Mark has often highlighted the many times um, that Jesus spent resting, taking a walk, alone in prayer, and in solitude. And there's a couple of examples that I thought were really interesting. Uh, Mark 6.31 says um, that there was a large crowd and Jesus said, hey, we didn't get to eat. (laughs) Or one of the disciples, I'm sure, was probably complaining about it. I know I would. And Jesus said, well, let's go to a quiet place and rest. And then after they did that, then they got back to business. But they had to take that time to rest. They didn't quit. And I think sometimes we get confused with quiet and quit. We think, okay, well, if I'm burnt out, then I should drop everything I'm doing. I should not help out in any capacity because I need to focus on me. Well, I have something to say on that because... For the last six years, my I had a mentor, a great man of God, uh, Tom Hillman, who instructed me on how to have a contemplative life. And what that meant was, yes, I, I, I'm going to be busy in my everyday life, but I need to have a season of my life where I can go and unwind. It's not quitting because your focus is not just to deprogram. Your focus is to go and listen to right. go and breathe and so uh, even sabbath in the bible mm-hmm. it talks about there being a purpose for sabbath you know and it's not just a a blank piece of paper there are there are focuses that you can have and when i went up to uh contemplation for the first time going to hermitage i struggled because i didn't i i thought i was supposed to be quitting 
And I didn't like to quit because I felt like I was letting something go at home or at, in ministry or at the job. And so I hated it. But once I got to the idea of, oh, the purpose is just to reconnect and to stay focused on, on God and, and those types of things, I was able to do that and I was able to enjoy it. And I, I've been several times, I try to make it a yearly event, of course, with Corona, I wasn't able to go this last year. Um, but it is one of those important areas of my life where I have learned to be contemplative, reflective, and um, honestly, just silent and, and, and not quitting, but having purpose in my quiet. Yeah. And there is something to be said about that because so many times in the Bible, God says, hey, you know, I'm going to paraphrase. It doesn't say this. <laughs> hey, shut up and listen to me, you know. Yeah. Be quiet and, and this, you know, are you listening for my still voice? Yeah. You know, I'm not in the thunder. I'm not in the floods. I'm right. I'm in the still voice and we have to be quiet enough to be able to hear it. And yeah. balance affords us time to be able to listen yeah. and to reflect and to take inventory. And just in case you're wondering, yeah, Brian does hang out with the monks for a while, mm-hmm. but he does not wear a robe and he does not have a Friar Tuck haircut. Thank Jesus, because that would be horrible. Okay, well, <laughs> full disclosure, you don't know what happens after I leave this house. Okay, I know you didn't come back with a bowl haircut, so we're good. No, I'm okay I have. With that. I, I don't care if in, you want to wear a robe. It's in my monkish suitcase <laughs> that my robe is is hidden under and all that. You're not allowed to see that stuff. Uh, okay, you're you not can, a part of the monk keep, order. You can keep that secret. You're part that's... of the scroll order. <laughs> Red shiny thing, go chase after it. Okay, so there's another point, actually, and I didn't realize this, but there is, in the book of John, he writes about Jesus going to meet the disciples at a festival, and he's going from Galilee to Jerusalem, and it's a five-day journey, and the Bible says that Jesus went away quietly. He went on his own. He took this five-day journey by himself. Sometimes it's okay to step away, to have some quiet time. Like Brian said, to listen to, and it doesn't necessarily mean every time you step away, you have to be like, you know, in full prayer and Bible reading for five days. Mm-hmm. God doesn't, you know, he knows we need to recharge our batteries. And so for some, it's going to the ocean. For some, it's going to the mountains. It's taking a hike. There were so many times in the book of Mark, I, I didn't write them all down, but there's a ton of times in the book where Mark is talking about Jesus taking a walk, going to the lake walking even through fields like Jesus took a lot of walks mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean not that he had a car to hop into but it seemed like he took a lot of walks for leisure for just that quiet time to just calm his mind and here we are in America rat race mm-hmm. it's constant rat race there's you know because I go with pastor friends up to the monastery um, and one pastor I won't mention his name but he will, take a sketchbook and he'll hike up to a summit somewhere in the in the San Lucia mountains and he will find a bench a trunk something to sit on and he'll just sketch see that's up my alley I'm good with that now singing with the monks in the chapel probably not but you know the sketching definitely my creative side (laughs) 
you don't know about the singing monks either. <laughs> I, I, you, you, I, you're, you're talking a lot about this monastery that you've never been to. But you talk a lot about this place you've been to, and I take a lot of pictures. But yes, and, and the other thing is though, but it doesn't. Ha- you're right. It doesn't necessarily have to be. I need to dive right into the Bible and there, start reading Revelation and write a whole thesis about no. it. No, sometimes it is about taking that sketchbook or your little journal and writing or drawing or painting or something. I mean, God gave us creative outlets and we should use them. So I think one of the last things I wanted to just mention, because I know this is going a tad bit longer, but being off balance causes major stress, anxiety, uh, feelings of being rushed, feeling like we can never get ahead, which can then lead to things like actual depression, um, physical ailments. It can cause stress in your neck and your shoulders, headaches. It's getting sick. There are so many things when we're off balance that it will like be a domino effect. So yeah, being unbalanced is very dangerous. And it it reminds me of being out of alignment. Oh yeah. When, you know, how do you, how do you feel when your body's out of alignment? It, it's not fun. It doesn't feel good. It's like it can impair your emotions. We and... were driving back from LA one time. I don't know if you remember this. And there was a car. I don't know how it happened, but the frame was so bent. It was like the back tires were three feet to the right and the front <laughs> axle was three feet to the left. You would totally notice this and I was probably asleep. <laughs> Most likely. But I'm like, Oh my gosh, that is the crazy... How is that even... Those tires, those okay. four... So that's exactly how we are. We see, and it's funny because we will see people like this, but mm-hmm. we don't look in the mirror and see ourselves exactly. in that condition. We look at other people people, and we're like, how are you even functioning right now? Or how are you alive right now? <laughs> like driving down 99 at 55 miles per hour on a flat tire, <laughs> Miss Amy? Yes. I didn't realize. Until I... someone honked at you and told you... <laughs> And we had tire monitoring system, and yeah, come on now. But did I die? No, I didn't. You called your rescue, and I came help. Okay, so just like a chiropractor who can do a few twists and turns and just snap you back into place, we have to go to the one who knows how to align everything for us, and that would definitely be God. He's the one that when we are frustrated, when we feel like we have major stress, anxiety, uncertainty in our life, he's the one that we go to. He is the ultimate physician. He puts us back in line and he's like, let me carry some of this stuff for you. Hand it over because clearly you are not equipped to do this. God didn't make us to be pack mules so that we could just carry around our problems, our neighbor's problems our family's problems, we have to be able at some point to offload some of this stuff. And the best way to do that is to go to God. And you have to be able to put down what's too heavy to hold. I have a scripture that I wanted to leave you with. It is 3 John chapter 1, I believe it is, verse 2. And it says, Dear friends, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. I hope that you were encouraged today through our random conversation about balance and hopefully we were able to help you understand and see perspectives that maybe you haven't necessarily looked at before about balance. We hope you have balance in your life today and we will catch you next time. Bye. See ya.